Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Ah, oh, forgive my English, not like Californian, <laughs> but maybe Egyptian English. But I don't know how to thank God. It's a great honor for me to stand in this pulpit and this church amongst these wonderful people and amongst you as saints and believers for the wonderful God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Uh, I, I don't want to take like too, too much time, so um, Brother Gabriel is going to help me in the back. Uh, he's going to put some pictures, and then he's going to put a small video for like three, four minutes. So I'm going to leave everything like to go in front of you so you can just feel it, see it, uh, and then uh, I'm going to say something about it in the, uh, when they're done, and then my wife's going to come and sing in Arabic, so you're going to feel how our worshiping in Arabic, and then I'm, I'm going to have like a short message, Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. I thought it's running. <laughs> Jesus' name. They are just photos. Go to the right arrow and click the right arrow. Tuck, tuck, tuck. If it doesn't work for the video, no problem, whatever. I had a rehearsal yesterday about all these pictures and these things with the Bishop Frost. So he saw them all and he knows them. So we, we did a rehearsal about them. So they, they work. They work. They work. But Satan doesn't want that to be happen. Because he's always mad at us. You cannot imagine like how bad he did last week before we come, like three days before we come here. I got two people ready to get baptized. So I couldn't yeah, right, good. And and I couldn't I couldn't like get uh, my baptismal tank, because I left it in another city, I have already baptized like 18 person there, and I don't have it with me, so I went to like two, three churches, and I asked the pastors there, would you please just let, let me borrow your, your baptismal tank just to, to use it to baptize? He said, no. I said, whoa. That's what happened. So I said, I'm sorry, but just immediately when I come back from America, I'm going to bring my baptismal tank and bury them in, in the wonderful name of Jesus. God like brought us here to America 2011 to make a very short story. And um, we start from scratch. Uh, it's a long story, but I'll make it short. And then uh, God helped us 
to establish here in America and get uh, all legality in three months. To get social security, work permit, and everything is legal. And then after a year, we get green card and residency. And then after four years, we get citizenship and our passport. And I didn't understand that God is doing all that for a reason. Because God puts in my heart like 1990 that maybe one day I'm going to be a missionary. Hey, it works. Praise God. Yeah, enjoy, enjoy seeing the pictures. And I'm going to continue. So you're going you're gonna to see different places, different churches, different houses, different streets, homes. And you can feel how the life is there. This is the best they can get in the New Year Eve. They're like a balloon, just a balloon. This is Adventist church. This is a church, Apostolic but Trinity. They have more than 600 saints there. Uh, the Sunday school there is about 400. This is a general public dress for the men. It's like Jalabia. But they have shirts and pants too. Bible study at my home. This is like a meal at my home to invite this young lady. These are like four or five pastors, apostolic, but Trinity. I'm trying to work with them. And they have like a small conference there and they invite me to talk, so I talked with them. Everywhere I go, I share my gospel, I share my doctrine, whatever it takes. Some people kick me out. Some people say, okay, yeah, we're fine, but we will not contact with you anymore. I say, okay, up to you. Very simple people. This is a restaurant in Luxor, and this family owned that restaurant. This is the streets and uh, the houses. It's like your houses here in California, right? <laughs> this is uh, an evangelical church, but they closed it. Nobody goes there, as, as Pastor Bradford said. And this is evangelical quarters. So the pastor can stay there. The roof is going down and they just put a beam, a wooden beam. Yeah. This is they how they this is a dryer we have. These people has a, a day out for cooking and something and gathering, so they invite me and my and my wife, so we went there. Once we get there, they give me the mic and they say, would you preach for us? I say, okay, let's do it. This is a another apostolic church, uh, Trinity in Elmenia. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to see like many repetitive pictures. 
from one place or another. Pastor Ordwell. I took it with me and he said, oh, brother, they told me this city is like the center of the Muslim Brotherhood. They're going to cut my head. I said, don't worry. I'm going to protect you. <laughs> this is my first baptism. This, this one is my first son in spirit. He's, he's my colleague at work and we didn't see each other for 37 years. And once we met again, I shared with him the truth and he obeyed. Praise God. Look at this. We can stop here for a minute. <laughs> this family, uh, like, invite us to, to visit them. So once we get there, they said, we need you to see our lands behind. And we went behind, and it's the barn with the animals and with a wonderful smell. You can imagine. And the heat was 130 in that day. And they brought us two chairs for me and my wife. And then they sat on the floor in front of me. And they look at me. I said, what? So I closed my eyes. I said, God, what do you want me to do? And God started to give me messages to every one of them. And once I tell them, one of them like started to cry. And then I told my wife, go and hug her. So she hugged her. Both are crying. I said, everybody stand. We're going to pray. So we prayed for 30 minutes. And all of them like repented. And then God told me that, tell them, everybody has some issue or something with another. Go and tell them, I'm sorry, I love you. So all of them like go to each other. They were all conflict to each other. Have many problems and tortured each other. But that night, all of them repent. And the next day, I gave them the Bible study for the whole truth. And they obeyed it. And I Baptize all of them, eight people. When I baptized them, God told me, you see, it's worth it to sit in the barn with that wonderful smell. It's worth it. It's worth it for the heat. I sweat from all over my body. But it's okay. God is good. This is the next day when we prayed and gave them the Bible study. By the end of that day, we start like 9 a.m. and we're done by 8 p.m. And I have to run because there's another church waiting for me to preach that night. Yeah, one of the eight baptisms. They are all the family. Praise God. This young man from another city called me on the phone and said, can I come to visit you and you share with me the gospel? I said, yes. And he come early in the morning. We have the whole day sharing the gospel with him. He has already got the Holy Spirit and speaking in other tongues. I said, you need to complete your born again. So you need to get in the water. He said, oh, I don't know. Uh, maybe not. I said, he said, yeah, okay, let me pray. So I let him get into my room and close the door and prayed for like 10 minutes and then come out and say, hey, I am ready. I said, praise God. So we filled our bathtub at home and we buried him in the name of Jesus.
this is a, a meeting in a house. And in this house, I just tell them a story like a Sunday school because all of them like uneducated. And, and I just sat with them and prayed with them. And then after that, one of them asked me. So I sit beside him, the one with the jalabaya, like uh, the whitish in the middle. And then I explain everything to him and we start and I said, do you think we need to obey this? He said, yes. I said, okay, are you ready? He said, yes. Do you have bathtub at your home? He said, yes. So we go and we baptize four of them at that night. Yeah, this year it was like a productive year because I made a fleece with God. For three and a half years we have none. We have zero. And I was about to like forget it and come back to America and live for, for the rest of my life. And so I said, God, if you want us to continue in, in Egypt, you need to show us like one soul to get baptized in the name of Jesus or to receive the Holy Spirit. But he, ga he gave us 18 souls to get baptized in the name of Jesus and four to receive the Holy Ghost and speak in our tongues. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is good. Another church is a ladies' uh, meeting. Yeah, we went to this family and we shared with them the gospel like between 11 p.m. until like 2, 3 a.m. after midnight. And then they got the decision and we baptized four of them that night. This is another church, but this is the street of it. My wife leading the Psalms. This is another house. We have a Bible study with them and pray with them. The same house. Another meeting in a different area there. They said, we have a meeting like every week. Would you like to come and preach? I said, yes, I'm ready. Praise God. Thank you for that. That's awesome. Thank you, the, the digi digital room. I think this is enough for tonight, right? Yeah, it's okay. It's okay because... Because of the time, we would like to save time, and I would like to introduce my precious life partner. She's a hard working for God. She adores God. And we are all sold out 24-7 for God, whatever it takes. She's going to come and sing in Arabic. Praise the Lord, everyone. It is honor to me and my husband to be with the saints, believe in the same truth which we missed in Egypt because we don't have church, we don't have saints, we still prepare to get all the people to baptize and believe in God. So it is so happy for me. Every year when I any church invite me to come, 
because I missed to be with the saints. I missed to worship God in Egypt like here. So uh, in Jesus' name, I this song speak about that tomorrow is not continuation from yesterday. It's a different. Every day God give us uh, power, give us hope. Every every day He change many things in our life. So maybe you cannot understand my language, but you're gonna feel it. So you free if you wanna stop, if you wanna dance, if you wanna shout, if you wanna clap your hands, it's up to you. We're ready. Can you make it higher, please? زمن الزل ضرايح ابدا مش هيكون الغد 
استمرار لمبارا أنا بستقبل زمن المجد زمن الزل درايح ينكسر النير اللي عليا وتتقطع روبوتي بخطاوي مجد وحرية دايما راح أخطي ينكسر النير اللي عليا وتتقطع روبوتي بخطاوي مجد وحرية دايما راح أخطي أبداً مش هيكون الغد استمرار لمبارح أنا بستقبل زمن المجد زمن الزل درايح أبداً مش هيكون الغد استمرار لمبارح أنا بستقبل زمن المجد زمن الزل درايح Praise the Lord Hallelujah Hallelujah Did you see the letters is come from right to left, not from left to right like English. We, we, when we write, we write from right to left, not from left to right. Arabic. <laughs> uh, all right. I don't know how to thank God about this privilege and this honor. And I thank God to give me the opportunity to stand amongst you tonight, and I wouldn't take it for granted at all. And I'd like to thank uh, Brother Bradford, the pastor of the church, and his family for all the support and prayer that they helped us. Uh, he knows us like when we start our work, and he is one of the faithful men that continually support us. I asked my pastor, and he told me that. <laughs> thank you. So you as a church, through your pastor, is supporting our ministry in Egypt. And yeah, whatever it takes, each dollar help. Praise God. And I'd like to give honor and thanks to Bishop Frost. He has done a great job with us yesterday. He welcomed us and he invited us for the dinner at his home and took us on a trip. But at the end of the trip, he would like to charge us for $25 each. I love Bishop Frost. I love him so much. Praise God. And uh, I tried to convince him to come to Egypt. So please help me and convince him to come to Egypt. Yeah. We need you. Please come. Maybe, maybe American Airlines give you a flight for $11 as you do for Pennsylvania. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. While you are standing... Let me share with you what God puts on my heart tonight. And uh, I'm sure of that. God has a message for somebody here tonight. And I love what I feel in the Holy Spirit here in this place. Praise God. You are blessed. You are blessed people. And please don't take that for granted. God is good. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. The book of Hebrews, chapter 2, starting from verse 1. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we had heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. 
For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of the word, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? I would like to ask Bishop for, for us to pray for us before we sit down. Thank you. You may be seated tonight. Hallelujah. My title tonight is Dangerous to Live by the Fence. Dangerous to Live by the Fence. I know the story of each Christian is like, uh, like me. I was a rich. I was stupid. I was sinner. I was so bad, but the grace of God searched for me and brought me to Jesus. And he gave me salvation for free. I didn't pay anything. I didn't sacrifice anything. I didn't give him anything in return. I just obeyed. This is what the price you're going to pay. Obey. When you obey, you repent, you buried, you get baptized in the name of Jesus, you receive the Holy Ghost, and now you complete the story. No, not yet. You just start to be a real Christian. But like so many people don't know that. And they start to live, oh, I got the Holy Ghost, praise God, oh, hallelujah, yes, amen, hallelujah, that's awesome. This is the beginning, brother. This is the beginning, sister. So we need to continue. We just be born again. That's how Jesus explained it for us. Like the, the smallest, the youngest one in the kingdom of God, that just born again is better and more value than John, the baptism, which is the best one of the prophets. So that's, that's our value in Jesus' eyes. Because uh, John the Baptist and uh, the thief on the cross were the last two people to get into paradise. To get into paradise, not the kingdom of God. Different. But you are, after being born again, you are the bride of Christ. You are the church. So you got to be in the kingdom of God. You have the inheritance and the wedding. Who is like the most important person for the groom? The bride or the people that are attending the wedding? The bride. So you are bride now. And, and the groom is Jesus. And Jesus loves you. Adore you. You are very important to him. And he gave you everything he has. Everything. His power, his kingdom, his spirit, his miracles, whatever you need. 
everything. I try to, to explain like how important you and I for God. Yeah, be patient with me. Okay? And then, it's fast life. It's hard life. It's daily life. I need to grow up. I need to get married. I need to have a car. I need to have a house. I need to have more income. That's human. Everybody of us. So, we are trying hard to get this life. And just, excuse me, Jesus, I'm going to go for a little bit. Not, not far, not far. Not too much. But I'm going to be a little bit busy. So little by little, you are busy for prayer. Busy for reading the Bible. Busy for sitting with him. It's hard for us to fast anymore. I know I'm a step on the toes of somebody, but it's okay. That's what God told me. It's truth anyhow. So, what happens to your prayers? What happens to your fasting? What happens to your worship? Why you are not worshiping as before? Why you are not happy while you are singing to the Lord? Why it's hard for you to raise your hand? Because you are not in the center deeper with Jesus. You try to go a little bit by the fence. And you make like a comfort zone for yourself. I'm still in the kingdom of God. I'm still born again. But you are not like in your first love. You are not like taking what you were taking before. In the Old Testament, the manna weren't good for every day. If you have a manna today, it's only for today. You cannot use it for tomorrow. So the manna for last year, your spiritually, is not enough for today. It's not enough for this year. So you need to have a new manna every day. You need to have a new manna every week, every service. Every time the church is open, you're supposed to be here. You're supposed to worship the Lord. You're supposed to recharge your spirit. Can you use your iPhone or your phone, cell phone without charging? You need to charge it. What about your spirit? You nourish your flesh three times a day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and maybe some snacks in between. What about your spirit? What about your relationship with God? That now everybody outside that dealing with you at home or at work or in the street or your neighbors can see that you have like a different smell than before. What is the reason for that? Living by the fence. Living in the comfort zone. Living and feel that I am okay. But hey, I come tonight for you and God put on my heart to tell everybody here that if you are on the fence, you are not okay. You are in danger. <laughs> Jerusalem was the center. And the parable that Jesus gave is 
somebody come from Jerusalem to Jericho. So if you leave the center, if you leave Jesus and go a little bit away from him, going to what? Jericho. Going to the world. What happened to him? Thieves come on him and stop him and beat him and wound him and left him between life and death. Why? Because he left Jerusalem. He left his blessings. He left his spiritual nourish. He just left his first love. So we cannot use the manna the same of yesterday. We cannot leave Jerusalem. We cannot. There are people love Jesus and walk with Jesus and see the miracles with Jesus. Oh, that's so good. He's a good man. He's doing miracles to everybody. Oh, they catch him. They crucified him. They buried him. Oh, we cannot live here anymore. We go back to Emmaus. So they went back to Emmaus and left Jerusalem. Do you know what happened? Jesus walked with them and talked with them. And they didn't recognize him. Whoa. So maybe Jesus is sitting beside you and is talking to you through this message, through this man that come all the way from Egypt to tell you this message, and you are not recognizing that this message is for you. Why? Because you are leaving Jerusalem. You live by the fence. And you thought that, oh, I am okay. I am born again. I am, I am an elder in the church. I am a saint in the church. Oh, I have given a Bible study like 15 years ago. I was doing outreach like 10 years ago. I was helping in Sunday school five years ago. This man, I will not work today. This is five years ago or 10 years ago or 15 years ago or whatever years ago. Like how, how old are you spiritually, by the way? If you remember your birthday spiritually from the water and spirit. Are you still the same and active and energy and power and hallelujah and joy and happiness for the Lord? And whatever pastor asks you to do, you're going to do it with love and care. And yes, pastor, tell me what you want. How can I help in the church? Does that happen anymore? But if pastor needs anything, he has to pray, God, send me somebody to do this. Send me somebody that, uh, that can feel my burden, can see my vision. Really? And we have a church full of saints and believers? They have like 20 years or more in doctrine, in faith? I'm sorry if I'm stepping on somebody's toes, but it's God's word. It's God's word. In the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 14 to 19, he's talking to believers. Revelation 3 and 14, and unto the angel of the church of Laodiceans write these things, 
saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of certain of creation of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. Sometimes cold, sometimes hot. I would thou read cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. This is what the Lord is saying. Because thou sayest, I'm rich and spiritually. I'm okay. I, I read the Bible every day. Really? If you read the Bible every day, thank God. That's very good for you. But are you obeying what you read? It's not reading. It's just read and obey and submit yourself and apply to your life. You said, I'm rich and increase with goods. I have everything spiritually and have need of nothing. I need nothing spiritually. I don't need counselor. I don't need somebody to pray with me. I don't need somebody to show me what to do. Be careful. You are on the fence. And the fence, your eyes going to all the variety of attractions for the world. But way far from Jesus. And knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee. I advise you to buy of me gold tried in the fire. Get pure righteousness. Get pure word of God. God is talking to you because he loves you tonight. He's just making like a bang, 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 bang. Hey, alarm. Red flag. Be careful. They are dangerous. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich and white raiment. That thou mayest be clothed and that the shame of thy nakedness don't appear. And anoint thine eyes with eye slave salve that thou mayest see. Jesus sitting looking at you and me and said, oh, maybe he understand. Maybe she got it. God is waiting for that. And God is like in his place. Hey, my son. Hey, my daughter. Come closer. Come closer. I have many blessings for you. Very, very simple questions. How did you get salvation? Only by hearing it? Only by talking about it? No. When you obey it. When you did it. So if you need any blessings from God. God has it all. Just you need to stand up. And pray. And talk with God. And say God. I think you have some blessings for me. I need it. So please give it to me. He's going to give it to you. But oh. Yeah, I know God has some blessing for me, and he's going to bless me because he's a good God. But, oh, I cannot go that way. But you know that I, am, I belong to you, and I know you, and you know me, right? 
yeah, I'm born again, but I love to live in the fence. Because I love to see here and there. Sometimes in the faith, sometimes in the world. What God said about the world? Don't love the world. Period. Don't love the world. What else? He said in the Bible, to love the world is an enemy to God. So when you go to the fence, because your heart desire, love the world. Why? Because all the attractions in the world just are to the fence. And they, he's a liar. Satan is a liar. He keeps deceiving you that you are okay. You're still in the church. You are in the choir. You are in the music team. You are, oh my, you are in the ministry. You are good saints. But you live here. You need to grow more and more, more and more and more, and come closer to God. Come closer to God and get more and get more and get more. Jesus, hallelujah. There are, there are so many examples in the Bible teach us that when you leave Jesus, you think it's hard to live for Jesus. So sometimes you need to get some rest. Go to the beach. And ha yeah, have some fun. Why, why we live hard all the time? That's radical. No, that's protection. But when you come here, you go sleep. With the fun. With the attraction. With the world. And you sleep with the world. Just near the world. Near Satan. Near the trials. Near the temptations. Near the deception. Near all these liars. What happened to the people that they, they slept? In the Bible. We have Jonah slept. What happened? Raging sea. Everybody's in trouble. Why? Because Jonah slept. Jonah doesn't want to obey God. Jonah doesn't want to complete in the way of God. To listen and obey his commandment. It's not only Jonah, but the disciples was Jesus. They went with him to Gethsemane, and they slept. In this hard time, you sleep. The time that you need to pray. The time that you need to fast. The time that you need to be in the church. The time that you need to do the work of God. The time that you be closer to God. But you are asleep. When they slept, what happened? Fear. Escape. Believe in God. Oh, it's not worth it. They're going to catch me and kill me with it. That's what sleep, what sleeping do. Eutychus in the book of Acts slept while the church, while the preaching. And then, boom, 
What happened? Death. Yes. Don't sleep, man. Don't sleep, brother. Don't sleep, sister. Also, the ten virgins slept. That means what? That means anybody of us can sleep. Why? Because we're still human beings. We can have some mistakes, but be closer to God. He's the only one to forgive our sins. He's the only one to recharge us spiritually. He's the only one to fill us more with the Holy Ghost. You need to get filled every day with the Holy Ghost. Every day get more and more and more and more of the Holy Ghost. And when you come closer to God, I love this. When you come closer to God, So you cannot got you cannot got all these things like and when you sleep and sit by the fence. This message is for the believers, for the saints. What happened to the ten virgins? Five of them were preserved. And the other five were not preserved. Why? They spent more time by the fence. This five spent more time by Jesus. Please, be prepared. So if one day you are listening to this message and have a mistake, still prepare. We still judge. We still have oil. We still have Holy Spirit. Satan, like working all the time more than the believers. Yeah, and he's working in three categories. He's working on your mind. And first thing on your mind, he gave you doubt. And the first thing to doubt is God. And to doubt his word. And to destroy your faith. That see, you prayed for this thing and, and God didn't do anything about it. This is your God that you worship and you go and you follow. And also he put depression in you. And he put oppression and confusion that you don't know where to go right. When you come to the fence, it is so hard to go back to the fence. It is so hard. The second category is your emotions. And he starts with your emotions by fear. To let you fear everything around you. Fear about family, fear about job, fear about children, fear about your income, fear about your health, fear of tomorrow, 
just feeling it. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. And he puts worry in you. To be worried about everything. I'm feeling bored. Even though I live this life, then you feel lonely. So your mind and your emotions and at last your body, physical. He's dealing with your body like sickness. We believers can, can be sick, but it's alright. It's alright to be sick, no problem. We're going to continue in the kingdom of God. If God heals me, amen, thank you Jesus. If God doesn't heal me, it's okay. I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue my speech. Whatever it takes. I come tonight to tell you that we're almost there. So please, come away from the fence. We're almost there. We're almost there. We are in the last days and last hours. We almost say we need to encourage each other. If you just have some, some steps away from Jesus, go back. Please, 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 please. Don't come closer to the fence because it is so dangerous. It is so dangerous. It is fake and temporary happiness by the fence. That will take you to the direction of the hell and the lake of fire. I'm going to remind you of a promise from God in 2 Peter chapter 1. Oh, no, I'm sorry. In 1 Peter chapter 2 and 9. 1 Peter chapter 2 and 9. But ye are a chosen generation. Everybody say chosen generation. I am one of the chosen generation. And you are too. Royal priesthood. Everybody say royal priesthood. Holy nation. Everybody say holy nation. Peculiar people. Everybody say peculiar people. That we should show forth the praise of him. Who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. This is, this is the promise from God to us. We cannot leave this and go live by the fence. I'm finishing right now. I'm going to finish with this verse, Acts 17 and verse 30. And the times of this ignorance God winked at. But now commandeth all men everywhere, everywhere, to repent. When? Now. So if you feel that God talked to you tonight, or if any phrase, any statement, any word come to you from God, just come up front and let us pray. And let us print. And let us recharge from the Holy Spirit. And let us start all over again. And tell God to fill us again with his Holy Spirit. And clear vision. And to go forward with him to the eternity of the kingdom of heaven.
Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Brothers, sisters, it's open invitation for you. God would like to pull you back to his bosom. Yes, to his grace, to his blessings. Hallelujah. God loves you. And because he loves you, he sent this, this preacher tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, I come to you, God. I come before you, and I cannot hide in anything. Everything is clear before you, God. You can see everything in my life. You can see my heart. You can see my mind. You can see my intentions that nobody can see. I can act before all the human beings. I can act in the church that I am good. But you know that I am not good, God. Oh, Lord, I have so many fakes in my life. I come tonight before you, God, to fix me. God, fix me. I come before you, God, to repent. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
God, do you know that there is something called the law of depreciation? Everything depreciates. It's a counting term. You build new property, lands, buildings, they immediately start depreciating. So you have to take accounting of that because everything is it's reducing itself in value. You buy a vehicle, the minute you drive it off of the car lot, it is depreciating. It doesn't have the same value. Spiritually, if we're not careful, we'll allow all kinds of things to depreciate our, what the writer said in Revelation, our first love. And he said, you've left your first love. And so therefore, there has to be something on our part that we do 